as first generation, like our parents have immigrated. So like the idea they have of home is like the home that they left. That society that they left has like progressed. My parents have been here for 30 years and they weren't there to see like the social shift that happened over the past 30 years in Jordan. They're still holding on to the idea that they left it. They're kind of holding on to an idea of home that doesn't even exist anymore. They're just kind of stagnant and like their idea of what Arabness today is kind of like. The Arab American Cafe is a podcast by Arab Americans about America and Arabs everywhere. Hosted by Hassan and Muhannad, along with friends and cafe patrons. This conversation took place at the Arab American Cafe. Three college students, Layal, Bushra, and Omar, talk about their perception of their Arab American identity, their community, and their aspirations and hopes for the future. Let's have a listen. I feel like we all have, we're all very passionate and talented, but I do like in every space that I've been in, we tend to not show it or stay hidden. Um, At Central, I um, had like a major culture shock going from like Madison Heights where I'm surrounded by like uh, an okay size Arab community and then going to CMU where there's like maybe like one more of me and (laughs) that's visible or like that like puts themselves out there and like you know um, delves into their passions and their work like um, there there was um, while I was you know working towards you know developing Arab American Heritage Month and Emma there um, I felt like a large population of us just stayed hidden and didn't really um didn't really get involved in our communities. For me, I kind of had somewhat of a different experience. So I grew up in Ypsilanti, Michigan, where there's like a decent sized um, Palestinian communities, but I went to public schools for most of my life. So when I was at school, it's not like I was surrounded by a lot of Arabs, but like I would say standard throughout my life in my classroom, there was always like two to three other Arabs in like a classroom of 20 kids. So like, I would say like, it wasn't unusual for me to see someone like me, but it was like, it it felt pretty normal that I would always have have like a couple people who looked like me. But then my junior year of high school, a lot of Arabs transferred into my school. So that's where I like felt like a huge Arab community that was like always a part of my life. So like, of course I had my home and then like you had like the weddings of people from your village. So like everyone was forced to go, but um, I didn't really feel it at school until my junior year of high school. And I was like, oh my God, like half of my class is out of. But sometimes I really saw that like, there wasn't always like the right like infrastructure to support everyone. Yeah, I, I definitely agree. I feel like especially in the past years from my experience and from hearing from like other Arabs, especially at like university, there's a lot of like Arab student associations. Now you have like National Arab American Medical Association, Next Gen. There's Arab Heritage Month happening all over. It's becoming a national thing. And these are all like relatively new things. And I feel like a big, you know, um, a big maybe like thing that was occurring for us is that it's is a lot of these resources just previously were not accessible even people were not that accessible i feel like you know something like i said is is 
people are very driven, but they're also kind of low key. I don't know if that's like a cultural thing, but no one really brags too much or kind of shows that like, look at these things I've done. You kind of need to pry out people's accomplishments out of them, which I think is, you know, it's nice to be humble and maybe there's uh, you respect someone for that a bit more. But also, how am I supposed to know to ask you for help if I don't even know what you've done? Um, looking at kind of the perception of society at large, I think a lot of people just aren't aware of even like our, you know, cultural identity that much, especially out of Southeast Michigan. I mean, in Southeast Michigan, there's a lot of Arabs. But you go outside, I think we're conflated with a lot of other minorities, honestly. Um, and especially looking at like this idea of the U.S. being a melting pot. I'm not sure how I feel about this, but I want to hear your guys' thoughts. I don't agree. And here's why. Because the, like, I feel like a melting pot is when you're, um, like, the way I think about it is that there's, like, this mix of people that are integrating and, like, you know, accepting each other fully, kind of like a, you know, like, um, like you're it's all like conforming together like there's like a togetherness you know but i don't feel like that's very present in america I feel like there's um you know i feel like it's spotty like if the melting pot was like you know spots okay then keep it like then that's what i think america is like there's like groups here groups here groups here but if you're like you know, thinking of it how I how I originally took it was like, you know, like a mix and conforming together. I really don't think that's true. I think that there's like a lot of dense areas where like, for example, Dearborn is like, you know, the the everyone is there's like a huge Arab community there. But as you go out and you go like more up north in Michigan, it like disappears. Or like if you come to like Baltimore, if you move to Baltimore from like suburban Detroit, where you have like a, a community, you'll see there's a huge decrease. And then there's more um, like condensed um, ethnic and racial groups here, too. So I feel like it's very spotty, if that makes sense. Yeah, I would um, kind of agree on that point. Like you think to your high school chem class and like you know, like that little diffusion drawing with the equal dots everywhere, like there's like a sense of consistency. But like, I think when you're accounting for like coastal cities that have like a high concentration of immigrants, like New York being one of them, like, yeah, like you see that like mixing pot like idea there and maybe even like Chicago. But if I were to pick any other state at random, there isn't this sense of consistency. I mean, people tend to stick with people who are like them as well, which I think kind of explains that spotty experience. And just looking at it from like a demographic perspective, there's just, you know, where we are a minority group. We're very small in this country. And although it may not feel like that in Southeast Michigan, um, which there's a huge Arab population in other places like California or Texas or Virginia, I think in general, the U.S. is not a melting pot. I mean, as Layout said, just go up north, right? We visited over the summer and I was probably one of six other minority people that I saw amongst the hundreds and thousands of people that I saw. So I think that um, looking at, you know, the U.S. being applauded as a melting pot or U.S. diversity being celebrated, I think it's something that a lot of people value, but I'm not sure we're there yet. So just talking about, you know, the U.S. being diverse. Um, I have I have mixed feelings personally about, about you know, us valuing that so much as, as a country. I think 
it would be safe to say that the United States has like a high number of different cultures. But like when you think about how they mix together, that's where it's just like kind of different and like in terms of how it's appreciated. So like you think about the origins of black history in the United States and that's simply because of slavery, you know, like these people were literally shipped here. So like that's how you got like your first sense of diversity in the United States. And then you think about how there was like a ban on Asian immigration and then there was like a promotion for Asian immigration. So like I think like in terms of how it's appreciated and how it's happened, um, it's very hard to kind of like put that into one thought. But I think thinking about how more of people our age would view this is we do value, like people of color our age, I think really do value diversity because we grew up with like more than one culture in our lives. For example, one of my best friends has a Latinx heritage background. And like, although Latinx heritage and Arab heritage are very different, we're we're able to like really bond on the fact that we have multiple cultures in our lives. People of color our age have really grown to like appreciate the different backgrounds and experiences. Speaking on our culture specifically, what do you guys love about Arab American culture? And maybe what is also awkward? I love our value that we place on um, on family and like being a unit. Um, and also the fact that you can like meet someone from a similar background and you instantly feel that connection because you have similar characteristics. Like with every single one of us, we, we feel that same feeling like when we when we meet another person from the same background. Like I love the connectivity and that's something I've always appreciated about, um, you know, Arab spaces is like the fact that you can connect on like a more intimate level than like, let's say like with my American friends. So, um, but there are certain, you know, like awkward, awkward things that I don't appreciate as much like for um, like the principle of like IBE, like that there's certain things that are shameful that, you know, as an Arab American, the American side is kind of like, okay, but why are you shy to say this? Or why why can't I do this? It's not like a bad thing. Um, so that's one thing that I find awkward or like not, not authentic, I guess. So not something that I fully um, subscribe to personally, but, um, but yeah. Uh, I really feel that I have thing. Um, <laughs> I would say like, I think the number one thing I really appreciate about our culture is our hospitality. Like, um, I was at work one day and I was like eating food. Um, and my like coworker wasn't eating anything. And I was like, Oh my God, like, let me, let me give you some. And then she was like, no, like, why would you do that? Like, that's your food. And I'm like, Bro, like my mom would kill me if I was eating food and like someone was watching me right now, you know? So like, I think that hospitality is like really just ingrained in all of us. Um, and I think it makes me a better person, but I would say something I don't appreciate. And like, I'm also Muslim. So I don't know if that kind of like ties into this, but like 
just like the awkwardness of having like a guy friend and like the anxiety I get <laughs> in front of my dad. Like, I'm like, oh my God, I really hope my guy friend doesn't try to hug me right now because my dad might like actually flip out. Um, and like, especially my American friends, like they really don't get it. So yeah. I, I love the the sense of community, totally. Like the hospitality and the community. Like I went to a, a restaurant the other day and I'm getting my food and I say my name. I'm like, Omar. And he's like, oh, Omar, Habibi. And instantly the service improved like tenfold. He's giving me extra food. He's like, he's introduced, he's like, oh, this is my nephew. This is my niece. Like he's introducing me to everyone in the restaurant. And it was awesome, right? And I'm with my friend and she was so confused. She was like, what's going on here? Like, I don't get it. And I'm like, you wouldn't, but that's fine, right? So I think definitely the sense of community and connection is just so universal among Arab Americans in this country. It's such a beautiful thing. Um, and yeah, in terms of the, the non-Arab friends, I think that, you know, looking at my non-Arab friends, they kind of fall into two camps. And there's the ones that can, you know, try their best to appreciate and respect the cultural identity and try to learn more about it. And those are the ones I really, you know, love, right? I think it's so cool that they go out of their way to try to learn more about this really important part of me. And then there's the other ones that they they just don't know what's up, you know, like they, they, they sh they're not rude about it, but they just kind of shy away from having that conversation it might be a little uncomfortable for them. Um, but yeah, I think my, my non-Arab friends, there's only really a handful of them and I wish there was more. Um, I know, I know, you know, that's, I'm unsure if that's a universal experience, honestly. Do you think that a lot of um, Arabs just tend to be friends with other Arabs? Or is that just because I know for at least me and Bushva uh, and someone in Layel, are we just surrounded by a lot of Arabs? It's just like a convenience thing? Or what do you guys think about that? That's hard because, you know, we are surrounded by a community and even like, I feel like, in the Arab world that like also religion ties you together in a certain way where you like for example I'm Druze so like there's a small Druze community and we all know each other and you know we make friends like with each other really easily because you know we are we're going through the same things or you know we um we have that um like so many you know interconnections with family yeah. and marriage and all that so I I don't know if it's just like uh they're just there Cause I didn't really try to like, you know, outreach more into like the Arab community. I just like, it's like my family and then their friends and we're all just kind of tied in together. So, um, yeah, I feel like, um, we're, we just get placed into a space where there's like a lot and we just go with it. Um, I also, I don't have a lot of, um, like close American friends, I would say to the point of like the same level as like my Arab friends. And I how think do you feel about them? I feel I feel like you know like pretty neutral. I I feel like it's like um I feel like there's a lack of like the intimate connection that I have with like Arab friends, and I think that's just because of like, you know, there's just certain things that if we talk about it, like I won't get for, about their life and then like they won't get about mine. So I think that there's always going to be that block. Um, 
you know, I I love and appreciate them, obviously, but it's just that these things I think matter and like the level of intimacy that your relationship gets to. Um, So, yeah, I just I feel like, you know, you know, I feel that's how I feel. I feel like it's like there's always going to be that little block, but I but it's nice to also experience that side of things because, you know, obviously, like I was born in America. So like there's like some things also that I don't align with align with when it comes to like the the Arab side of things either. So it's like nice to have to kind of balance everything out. But I think we're forever stuck in like this duality of life where it's like, oh, I'm too out of sometimes for you guys. I'm too American sometimes for the other side, too. So, um, yeah. Yeah, totally. Um, Bushra, you said you're talking about your your friend with the background, like Latinx heritage. Um, how's that like with her? And then just in general, like, what's it like with non-Arab friends versus Arab friends? Like, how do you feel about them? Yeah, um, so I was going to build on this because, um, truthfully, I don't feel like I really had a strong Arab community till college. So I was kind of like on my own to figure it out for a while. Um, so I would say like for most of my life my closest friends weren't Arab um but I would say there was like the sense of like needing to explain yourself um like my parents some of my friends just like couldn't get like I would go hang out with my guy friends in a big group when we're like in eighth grade and I'd be like okay well we need to make sure that we're going to a spot where other Arabs aren't because if my dad finds out like I'm in trouble and they're like I don't get it and I was like you wouldn't, you know, <laughs> like you really wouldn't. Um, so like there was like this need to kind of like explain it. But like, I think at the end of the day, a lot of what came down to like the ones who stayed in my life were like the ones who are just like open to it and like just kind of like accept it. You know, they're like, OK, like I'm not Arab, but like I like I get what you're saying and like I'm empathizing with it. I kind of learned to separate like my friends almost from my family for example in college um like it's a lot more acceptable and easier for me to be out late or at my friends or even like sleep over and like that's just like kind of a part of like my american side right but like the second i go home i just know i'm home by midnight like there's no conversation there's no explanation my dad doesn't like it when i sleep at the house and like you know even though i'm 21 it's just like that's just a part of the culture so like I have to embrace that part with my family, but then like, so it's almost like my friends and family life is a little bit separate, um, if that makes sense. You know, there's more dialogue at least getting started about some really pertinent issues um, that, you know, just um, highlight where the Arab culture needs to kind of, I feel like adapt to the present. for example, um, one issue that I, you know, am particularly um, passionate about and hope to see more movement in and am seeing more movement in is the, um, the discussion surrounding um, the different expectations put on women versus the expectations put on men. And I think that, um, you know, Arab Americans are doing a really good job of at least talking about it even though it may, it's still, um, it's still taboo for a lot of us that are first generation. Um, so I, I appreciate that side because I think dialogue is like the first step and it's going to um, lead to 
really good things for our future as like a whole. Um, but at the same time, I, I do see where there's like a beauty on the Arab side with these traditions um, in a weird way, like for like the little things like, um, you know, like how, um, how like a man comes with his family to the girl's family to like ask her for her hand and things like that, even though it's like super old fashioned and it's like kind of promoting um, like, uh, like a community based thing um, versus just like individualism, like he's doing this for him and her type thing. Um, so there's like certain small things that I think um, would be or that I think are cool that they're like that the traditions are maintained like that. But then there's other things where I'm like, you know, at least we're starting to talk about how we can change for the future. So, yeah, uh, totally. I'm, I'm with you. I think what's really interesting. There's this idea that if you put a group of people together that have a similar viewpoint, they become more extreme. So I think that's a specific like Michigan thing. Um, because there's so many Arabs here. Um, so I wonder how big of a role that is, you know, when we talk about like the Arab versus the Arab American, like maybe we've just taken some of these ideas from the past and even made them more extreme. Like, I wonder how much of a role that plays in some wow. of the frustrations that we have with the, our community and these concepts of like, Aib and, you know, not being able to be around um you know for for what Bushra has mentioned like not being around your guy friends at a certain hour at a certain place um so i wonder if these are uniquely not even just arab american things but like arab michigan things or like wow. high concentrations yeah well, that makes a lot of sense like and because also like if you think about it being first generation like your parents came from lebanon to come to america right and so immediately everything that they're like thinking about when they're raising a kid is like what what was i taught and then make it times like a million and oh, they need and, to retain the arabness yes yes oh my gosh that makes so much sense like when you put a big group together that just yeah. came from just came from like from home mm -hmm. it, I think wow like, another thing too is like as first generation like our parents have immigrated so like the idea they have of home is like the home that they left and like that society that they left has like progressed. So like my parents have been here for 30 years and they weren't there to see like the social shift that happened over the past 30 years in Jordan. They're still holding on to the idea that they left it and like we have our own version of progression here. So like they're kind of holding on to an idea of home that doesn't even exist anymore. So like they're kind they're, they're like they're just kind of like stagnant and like their idea of like what arabness today is kind of like my parents a lot of time almost fear adopting so many like quote unquote american things that like they really really try to hold on to their arab things or like their arab like cultural practices so like what they practice in terms of arab cultures from the 1980s and like when i went to jordan um, after my freshman year of college, I was like, this is not the Middle East that my parents have taught me about my whole life, you know? Like, there were people out, there were girls and guys intermingling, and I was like, my dad is tripping. But then, like, I think about it, and I was like, my dad knows Jordan from the 1980s, you know? Doesn't that put us in such a unique spot? Like, our Americanness, like, our, our Arabness is not even, like, a true current 
Arabness in a way. So even when we go back to, you know, places where we're supposed to feel as home, like I feel out of place on the Arab side and also on the American side. You know, I know because of the way that I'm dressing this Americanness or this American accent when I speak Arabic that I don't fully fit in. But even when I try to relate on the Arab side, sometimes I like, guess I relate, but on some topic they look at me like, what is this guy talking about? You know, it's a little weird. So I feel like we're in such a unique uh, bubble, like uh, such a unique identity, the Arab American, not ever fully Arab or American. Yeah, I agree. This, the, all of that is so true when, when, you know, they're, they're like, they're stuck. They're, they're really stuck. And, you know, there's like a world advancing back in their like definition of home. And they, they, it's like not, doesn't fully click. So mm -hmm. I think it creates a lot of, um, like, creates a lot of like tension and then a lot of confusion for us. Like, what do you mean? This doesn't even exist anymore. Like, what do you mean? I saw 10 other girls from the village with tattoos all over them. And what do you mean? It's I like, it's, it's that we can't do this. So it's, um, it, it brings up a lot of important points. And, you know, it, I kind of, I think it kind of showcases a lot of like the, like, and confirms for us at least where the weak points and where they're where the work needs to be done. Is, is there anything in Arabic that you guys found that just confused you a little bit? Um, or are you guys Arabic just much better than mine? No, I will say, so like, I feel like I'm really gonna get clowned for saying this, but I get off the plane, right? And my cousin is like, alhamdulillah, which means like, thank God, like you, you got here safely. And I say, shukran, like, thank you. And he just looks at me like I really just offended him. And like, I knew that there was something else to say, but guys, when I tell you, the words were just not coming into my head. And he was like, whenever someone says, alhamdulillah, or something, like you say, alayh And I was just like, no, like, wallah, I knew that. Like, but my brain just didn't process it. So like the entire time I was there, I was just getting straight like clowned by everybody, but I was it just gets, like, it just, it, exactly, it just like you know it, you know something should be. I know it. Blanks for that second. Yeah. It just didn't come out exactly. Yeah, I uh, totally understand that. How about you, Leo? Anything like that happened to you? Um, so like the only thing I can think of, honestly, off the top of my head, is like, you know, at weddings when they say abedik or whatever. I don't know what I'm supposed to say, especially if I don't know them. So, you know, you're supposed to say like whoever, like whoever else, like if they have kids or whatever, or, you know, all that. So I I just don't that that's like a really awkward moment for me where I get stuck a lot. It's like in those abedik situations. But aside from that, I feel like there's so many other things I could say, like regarding like the same thing where you where you just like, you know it but it's also just like it feels really awkward to even say it or like you're just stuck and you're like oh I, it's better to just say thank you and to just walk away you're like 90 percent sure of what to say but that 10 percent, maybe i'm saying the wrong thing and i look yeah. stupid yeah, yeah that's what it is when did you guys learn how to speak arabic uh, at what point how did you come to like be able to speak it it was my first language when I was young. My mom, my mom um, was living with my uncle over here. My dad was at, in um, back in Lebanon still, and you know, for three months, I was just surrounded by um, 
by Arabic all the time. And yeah, I just, I went into preschool speaking Arabic. I remember fighting with a girl who was telling me my snack was a peach and I told her, no, it's the Re'a. Like, what oh are you my talking God. about? Like, <laughs> and so they, they put me in ESL for years because... <laughs> that sounds just like my experience. I went to a kid and I was like, that's a khiara. And he looks at me with the weirdest look. He's like, this is a cucumber. And I'm like, no, no, that's Arab. That's a khiara. What are you talking about? And I was I was just so befuddled by that. And I also was put in ESL, even though I could read much better than all those other kids. I think they just looked at me. They're like, yeah, he's not white. Like, just stick him in ESL with all the other non-white kids. So that's crazy that you say that. We had basically the same experience. So um, I feel like for me, like... My grandparents only spoke Arabi, um, but like, okay, so I have seven siblings and four of them are older than me. So like they kind of had what you guys had, but like by the time I was born, like, like me and my siblings, like we would kind of communicate in English and then, but I would communicate with like my parents and my grandparents in Arabic. So I feel like I was just kind of learning both at the same time. Um, which like, it, but like, they still threw me in ESL. I don't like, I was like doing everything just fine. Like doing very well on my comprehension test. Like, but they were like, oh, your four older siblings were in ESL. So you are too. And I was just like, all right, sounds good. <laughs> Man, ESL has to be, I, ESL has to be racist. I had to, um, <laughs> we had like this system in my school where if you read a book and you took a quiz on it, you got points, right? So the kid who was in ESL, I got the most points for the old school, and I was still in ESL. So I don't know what was up with that. That made me really annoyed. Looking back, that makes me very annoyed. In the time, you would just have to pronounce a word and you'd get candy. So I was pretty happy about that. <laughs> looking back, ah, that was messed up for sure. Yeah, I think the, the system's uh, rigged. Do you think now that there's like many allies to Arab Americans or to Arabs in general, just like looking in like education or just in, in politics, whatever it might be? No, I don't. I think that people barely even recognize it as a group to even need to ally, I guess, if that makes sense. Like um, there's, there's, um, there's not even a lot of awareness as to like what's going on. And I don't know if in part that's just because like the MENA region is just so busy in general, but I feel like, you know, there's a lot of awareness and allyship given to other groups. Well, I don't think people even recognize us as a group to, to even need to be an ally to, if that makes sense. I would have to disagree just like a little bit, but I think it's very situational. So like, I kind of so I grew up in like a very very diverse community like my elementary school and middle school were really really diverse um we had the children of like the surgeons at the U of M hospital at my school and then we had undocumented immigrants and we had um black Asian Arab kids so like it was very very diverse um and I think all of us were kind of like forced to interact with all these different cultures um and growing up there was like an acknowledgement of all of our cultures even the arab one which like now talking to a bunch of other arabs i realize it's like a very different experience um but like i will i will have to advocate on the fact that like my community did that but i think thinking about it like on a larger scale um i wouldn't say it's where i'd want it to be as an arab american but i'll say i see it happening and my biggest example is AOC. 
um i'm obsessed with her in love with her and she has like the alliance with other women in congress and rashida Taleb being one of them and ilhan omar being another um and you see her doing a lot of work with linda sarsud who's a palestinian american from new york doing like a lot of advocacy work and um aoc has like a latinx heritage but when it came down to lat um the summer of 2021 and everything going on in palestine she stood up in congress and and this woman was crying like for my people you know and so i think that was like a huge monumental shift um and even seeing bernie sanders um a jewish american person like uh speaking up against like um like apartheid and just standing up for arab americans um and like acknowledging like what's important for them i think like i see a lot more of it um and i don't think we missed any of it just because we were younger i think like this is the first of it so i see it initiating but i think we still have like a long road um ahead of us also like from an institutional perspective for example like i'm a student at the university of michigan and there was just like a long long road to even get amina box um on the census for our school and like even then it's not completely accessible and like it's new. So not even all the students have like registered um, under the MENA box, but like, even though we finally got the MENA box, we see like um, La Casa, the Latinx student organization and BSU, the Black Student Union, they get annual like institutionalized funding. Whereas we don't see that kind of support for Arab Student Association. And like a big part of it is like, we're academically referred to as the invisible race. And like, it's not just because we're white passing, it's because like, if you look at the history, like when a lot of Arabs immigrated to America, like we checked off that box. That has kind of like had a negative ripple effect on like being able to get representation to begin with. And like, I think that has caused like a lot of other communities to not recognize us. Um, but I will say the more I see us like, getting intertwined and not being just concentrated in Dearborn, kind of spreading out and intermingling, I do see that support. And like, for example, like so many of my Black friends and community members and Latinx and community members um, in Ipsy, like they were out protesting for Palestine. And like, I was just so like shockingly, like just like speechless and thankful. And like, I was like, wow, like, we're getting on that map. Yeah, I think that a lot of this might have to do because compared to a lot of these other, you know, ethnic identities, um, we're, I think, relatively newer. I think a lot of it has to do with that. But in general, I'm thinking, what are your guys' thoughts on Arab Americans in the public arena? Should they be focusing on social justice and identity politics? By empowering other Arab Americans? By empowering, you know, ethnic organizations? Or... Do they just, you know, um, work for and serve the general public more and kind of more involved and integrated in mainstream American pol political organizations? Or can we do both? Looking at how, like, history has kind of progressed, like, in terms of, like, advocating for policy change, it definitely doesn't happen as fast as we want it to. And if we look at other communities, like, 
what we see is like when they excel in all spaces, the community excels itself, you know? So I think like a big thing would be getting the Arabs on the map in terms of everything. So if we have more media representation of Arabs, we have more people watching shows about what it's kind of like to be Arab or like what the experience, Arab experience is like. So Arab Americans are able to kind of get that validation, but then other people are being exposed to it. For example, DJ Khaled, okay? Like, I know this is so random, but everybody knows this man, okay? He is an icon. Like everybody knows the song Arab Money, okay? And like, you get people like him who become more famous, people start to learn more about their backgrounds, you know? And like, I know you guys might think this is absurd, but like, I really think like part of that is just like exposure or like, for example, the show Rami, um, like that was like, whoa, people saw like an Arab show. Like, when has that ever happened? You know? Um, so I think like getting Arabs on the map everywhere, I kind of just talked about Arab like media, but like even just like, of people having Arab doctors or like Arab lawyers, like more just Arab around them, I think, and like promoting that for our youth, like getting them into all these spaces, I think will help like really help our community, like on a societal level and how everybody interacts with us the most. I think we, sh we should empower each other more because like, like I said before, like I think we're a hidden gem. I think we have presence in a lot of different spaces, but we're just not vocal about it or don't, you know, don't promote certain dialogue or certain like, you know, media exposure. Like we, we just don't promote it as much. I think, sorry, I was looking around for, um, for like um, Arab doctors at Hopkins because I want to start, I want to like push for a NAMA chapter, NAMA next gen, you know, in the, in the school of medicine here. And I'm looking through the directory and there's so many names and it's like, I haven't seen these in like these names in any recent publications and anything and like and like even like a social media LinkedIn. There's a lot of there's a lot of um, you know uh, preconceived notions even about like Arabs Arabs and Arab Americans. Like there's a lot of preconceived notions. So I don't know if people are shy or just don't know how to go about it or just don't know how big to dream. Like I feel like we, as a society, also go for the practical route versus like you know the let me think outside the box um approach and you know um i think once we get over that which i think the next generation is getting over that and like you know pushing limits and you know start empowering each other to be more visible and to have important conversations i think you know then next every everything else comes along like you know the the social justice for for our groups you know is pushed to a new level and policy change is then pushed to another new level hopefully maybe we'll see more arab faces in government um you know like these the i think it's like a step-by-step -step thing and the first the, the first step to to kind of attack is just the empowerment and the visibility i think that um tackling both aspects is probably the best way to do it. Yes, Arabs should be in all of these public spaces, but also we have a unique identity with its own unique challenges. Uh, so getting them there is going to need, you know, support from other Arabs who have already done it or who have privilege and resources, because it's not fair to say that we are, although we all are Arab, we're not a homogenous, you know, and uh, our identity or in our privilege, really.
so I think it's two parts. Uh, That's a really good point. Yeah, I was gonna say um, a big thing for me is so like even though I had four older siblings, um, I didn't have a single sibling who applied to college and went to college right after high school straight through. Um, so like I kind of navigated that whole experience based on mentors and like I didn't have any Arab mentors throughout that. And I wasn't thinking of going to the University of Michigan, but there was one day and the day I left, I knew I was gonna commit. And there was this welcome day for Arab students on campus. It was like Arab and Latinx Wolverine day. And I came and I was like, there is no way I'm surrounded by a group of Arabs who are all pursuing their education, who are all organized, like they're organizing the community and like not just academically, but professionally, like culturally expressing themselves. Like it was the first time that I had seen it and like, I was completely astonished to see like the power of it because there were like hundreds of out of students involved. And like when I went home that day, I was like, wow, like I was just like astonished by the power of like these students. And like that was when like the idea of organizing people and like community organizing, like really just left a mark on me. And like I was like, I want to be a part of that. So like I think what both of us are saying is like, as we're kind of like this first shift or like first wave of generation, like kind of going through this, like what's on us to do for the next generation is like organize ourselves. So like when you want to reach out to those doctors, like there's already like a NAMA chapter, like in place for you to go to, or like there's like mentors who are able to help like a Arab girl who wants to apply to college. This was the conversation at the cafe this time. Please share it, subscribe to the podcast, email your ideas and thoughts to podcasts at ArabAmericanCafe.com or connect with us on Twitter at Cafe Podcasts.